welcome to Tiz Talk. Welcome to Tis Talk. This is a podcast coming from Tisbury, Wiltshire and surrounding villages. I'm Julianne Murphy. And I'm Mary Myers. This is for the week beginning the 2nd of October. And on this week's show, we start with Dave Myler's talking about the new programme at the New Vic. Then Jerry Mason explains how more affordable homes could be available in Tisbury very soon followed by Dave Rumble from the Wessex Rivers Trust, all about the Nada. And we finish with Loud Pointer and this week's What's On. Kate Gann caught up with Dave Milas and began by asking all about the upcoming season at the New Vic. It's nice to be back at the start of a new season at the New Vic. And I see that you've got another very varied programme coming up. And I'm just wondering who puts all of this together? We don't have a lot of choice of what we show, particularly from uh, the Royal Opera House and the National Theatre. So for the Royal Opera House, they give us their programme, which is what you see um, on, the, on the website. So those are the things that, uh, that we can show. We can choose not to show some of them, but pretty much they want us to commit to, to every opera or ballet that they put out. Um, National Theatre is a little bit more flexible in terms of the number of shows that we have to take. You'll see from the programme that we actually haven't got anything yet for the National Theatre live, and that's because they haven't told us what they're going to do. Uh, We know that they've recorded a couple of uh, shows, but they haven't yet appeared on, on the schedule, so we're basically just waiting for them. And you mentioned to me before that um, you went up to an open day in London where they kind of showcased what was coming up or invited promoters to go and see how they do it. Part of that day out in London was um, with other venues like ourselves, so people from other venues all over the country uh, came down to London just to talk about their own experiences. And we also had a very uh, a, f- a few talks, but one in particular that was from one of the um, the film directors that explained how they they do do everything. Secret. Fair enough. So the dates are on the calendar, aren't they? I see on the website. So it's just a question of looking out as to when the actual title is announced. Yeah, and they do change. I think people uh, should be aware that you know sometimes we have to change things. With, at least with the website, uh, we can keep it updated if. if you know, something does change for one set, one reason or another. And, and of course, people can call their, the 0300 number. So as well as all of that, you've got the 7th Arts Strand, which I know has been popular. When we spoke once before, you said you had to put a second screening on. Yeah, that was because it was Vermeer, so popular. The Greatest Exhibition, that particular uh, show, Vermeer, uh, Vermeer, The Greatest Exhibition, was asked for by actually one of our um, Magic Lantern members, so I investigated how we could get hold of it. And uh, yes, it proved to be very popular. And on the basis of that, we're showing more of these uh, seventh art productions, which they, they call exhibitions on screen. So we've got Tokyo Stories coming up and, um, and, uh, and a couple of other things. So with, with, with that in mind, do you have any plans to do any other kind of streams or any other kind of events i'm more than happy for suggestions we had music nights on a monthly basis for a for a while but it's just sort of fitting them in Mm -hmm. more than happy for people to come with suggestions and we can see what we can do 
And as, as, as well as this, you've got the Tisbury Arts Group um, doing regular performances there. Yeah. And I think you're part of that, aren't you? I think, yeah. I'm sure I've seen you in the old photo in yeah. Focus. Well, I'm, I'm chairman of TAC, <laughs> <laughs> amongst other things. But yes, so we've got uh, the Junior TAC show coming up in November, which will be a lot of fun. And then we're looking at what our plans are going to be for uh, for the pantomime, hopefully, and then uh, for next year's programme. As a plug, um, TAC will be 50 years next year. So we're planning on an evening of, of sketches and songs and events to sort of celebrate that 50-year anniversary. 50 years in a local community theatre group, that's really good. And as well as all of the events that you put on, it is a hall for hire as well, for private hire, for, I guess, parties or uh, fundraising gigs. I went to the Coffee Angels one at yeah. the end of June, which was so well supported. <coughs> Um, I knew so many people from Tisbury at that event. So I guess you want to encourage more of that, do you? No, absolutely. I, I mean, that's uh, the main reason for the hall being there. You know, it belongs to the village. The, the reason we're doing all these other events is as an income stream more than anything else, because we don't get enough money from hiring the hall out to be able to pay all the bills that we need to pay and to do the work that we need to do. So, you know, that provides income so that we can uh, do the refurbishments that we that we need. At the AGM, I remember there was some discussion about upgrading the technical side, I think the sound side or... It's the lighting uh, that's coming. But at the moment, we are, um, we're trying to do something about the, uh, the heating in the hall. So we have a project ongoing. We've um, double glazed all the windows in the in the main hall. The roof space is being insulated in the corridor, in the kitchens. So that project is pretty much insulating and warming the hall for the winter. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we might not be able to do the lights. Those projects are ongoing. Fantastic. And I guess to support all of this, you're always looking for volunteers of, of various types. If anyone were interested in helping out, what is it particularly that you might be looking for at the moment and how might they get in touch? They can get in touch through the email address, which is nivictisbury at gmail.com. They can call me on 0300 302 3090. But we, we, we could do with some more techie people. We'll be looking for people that are interested in operating stage lights to to come forward because we could do with uh, a couple of people that are uh, tech savvy on on that aspect. And then just finally, Dave, um, just to ask about a particular highlight that you might have of this forthcoming programme. I think um, I'm looking forward to, uh, we've got an event, I think it's coming on next year, which is... uh, Royal, no, a Royal Opera House message in a bottle, which is uh, going to be dance to the music of Police and Sting, which would be very interesting, I think. Well, thank you very much for your time, Dave, and all the best with this new season. And I'm sure that Tisbury would like to thank you for all the work that you and your team do. Yeah, you're welcome. And here's that new Vic phone line again, 0300 302 3090. Tis Talk, a podcast from Tisbury on tistalk.buzzsprout.com. Next, we have Jerry Mason, who I caught up with at a boiling fate a few weeks ago up at St John's School, who explained all about the Community Land Trust. Tell us what it's all about, Jerry. 
Well, the CLT was formed a few years, the local CLT was formed a few years ago, basically to provide affordable housing for local people. And that's, that's our reason for being. Um, we're very fortunate that we've got this development site, the site of the old sports centre, um, right next to St John's School where we are today, and right next to the Nada Centre. Um, we've got a development plan there for 13 houses. Uh, we've got planning permission. Uh, we're just waiting to sign off on all the legal documents and we're hoping to break ground before the end of the year. Um, the developments is, is 13 properties of which six will be community owned forever. They will never be sold. Uh, the other seven will be sold off by the developers. Um, our six properties, five of them will be purely affordable rentals and the other one will be a, sh a shared ownership scheme. Uh, I think up to a maximum of 50% ownership but again that will remain in community ownership forever. Um, so the idea of providing affordable housing and affordable community facilities is one that attracts a lot of support. But... And you're here to raise awareness today about the development I suppose but are you also raising money? We are indeed. Um, you're right we are raising awareness of the development um, but we've also launched a 200 club which is a, a local fundraising scheme uh, we have 200 memberships available uh, five pounds a month subscription and we have a monthly prize draw with prizes of 25 50 and 100 pounds each month um, with a bonus in december that we double the prize amounts oh. uh, that will keep going but it provides us with funds to keep us going between projects. We, we don't get any funds from government other than when we're actually involved with the project. Mm. Uh, so, but we still have to pay things like accountants charges, insurance, uh, memberships, hire of halls, mm. um, all the basic facilities that we need as an organisation to keep running and to keep in contact with the community. Yeah, I see. And how do people uh, get involved with this uh, well, monthly draw? They can go to our website, which is www.nadacommunitylandtrust.org. Um, or they can call our hotline, which is 01747 871 889, and leave a message. Um, or they can email us at uh, jerrymason at nadacult.org. Fantastic. That's great. Just one last word is how did you get roped into this? Um, <laughs> I was looking for something to do with my time, and uh, I found the Land Trust online and uh, talked to... Uh, well-known local character Ian E. Lacey and uh, dragged me in kicking and screaming and here I am <laughs> and enjoying it very much. Oh, well done. Thank you. Thanks very much. Follow us on Instagram at Tiz Talk Radio. Mary talked to Dave Rumble after he gave a talk to the Tisbury Natural History Society on the state of the Nada River. He is the chair of the Wessex Rivers Trust. Hi, my name is Dave Rumble. I'm chief executive of Wessex Rivers Trust, which uh, looks after the rivers of the Wessex region, including the Nada and the wider Avon system. So this evening at the talk, I've been covering what makes a, a good, healthy chalk stream, because this is what we uh, are the custodians of the community, the landowners and the conservation bodies like ourselves. Uh, a healthy chalk stream needs good flow, enough water, so we need to save water and not take too much of it. It needs good water quality, so it needs to be clean enough and we need to make sure that 
sewage is treated well, properly. Uh, problems where there are agricultural runoff issues that needs to be uh, dealt with, but also the habitat. So in the past, a lot of our rivers have been straightened and dredged and are no longer natural chalk streams. Uh, so we want to try and restore that through, through project work. So we do all of those things um, and this evening it was great to just uh, run through some of the challenges but also opportunities yeah. in the Nada catchment. Well, it's an amazing sum up, thank you. What about the Nada? Have we got a big problem with our river at the moment? The Nada is quite distinct in the Avon catchment because it's the recruitment place for uh, spawning Atlantic salmon, which are one of the things that make the Avon unique because they're the chalk stream race of the salmon and they come and spawn here. So the Nada is really important, but it's not without issues. So some of the uh, issues of sediment and silt and soil getting into the river um, can smother the natural gravels and there can be you know problems with uh, nutrients phosphates and nitrates which are often agricultural in origin but also come from road runoff and sewage works creating algal growth rather than the natural flora uh, so that can be a problem but there are easy solutions um, a landowner chooses to put hedge in where there's a problem with runoff, for example, or creating a buffer along a, a watercourse edge, it's easily done. And of course, the farmer or landowner then keeps the soil where it should be, which is on the fields. So it's a win-win. What about phosphates? Phosphates have been in the news lately. Um, it is possible to strip them out from uh, wastewater treatment works, sewage outfalls, but it's quite expensive to do that and it needs regular maintenance. Um, Have we got a problem specifically with the NADA? Yes, so the Environment Agency data tells us that one of the main reasons the NADA is not in good status ecologically is, is because of phosphates. Mm. And that's coming from sewage, it's coming from septic tanks, coming from agriculture, it's coming from roads and, and highways. Right. Um, but it can all be dealt with, but it's often a long game. It can all be dealt with theoretically and technically, but... Is it being dealt with? Well, yesterday there was um, the rejection by the House of Lords of the amendment to the levelling up bill which proposed scrapping nutrient neutrality for new homes. So I think that's a good thing for the environment because it means that new homes cannot contribute to nutrient and phosphate okay. problems. Something. It's something. Okay. But also a lot of these are legacy issues, you know, agricultural uh, practices uh, uh, chemicals that are applied to the land can take decades to percolate through the chalk and come out in the rivers so it's a long game but also in the Nadad catchment particularly there's there's natural phosphate just because of the ge geology here oh, really? um, so there's naturally a, a background level and then sometimes the Nadar isn't our friend here you know we've had flooding uh, particularly bad you know a couple of years ago yeah what do you say to that um, slow the flow, so hold water back in the catchment. The answer isn't dredging. Dredging causes water to grow, to, to flow faster and uh, flood at the next bridge or, or village that it hits. Uh, the, the solution, the sustainable solution, is to hold water back in the catchment. But if you put stuff into the river, like wood or whatever, doesn't that make it overflow? Uh, well, you want it to overflow onto the floodplain. We want connection between the river and the floodplain so that it can take that excess water onto historic water meadows, wetlands. Okay, so we want it to overflow 
in the meadows, on the meadows, exactly. we just don't want it to overflow into our houses Correct. down here and in so the, the valley. The, the traditional water meadows are a great pressure release valve for, for houses. Take the water onto the uh, historic water meadows instead of in the, in the built-up areas, but also slowing runoff down by putting hedgerows in, planting woodlands, creating buffer strips. It slows the flow. Right. Um, intercepting it on highways slows the flow, and that creates less of a peak in floodwaters mm. and less flood risk. Mm. Well, how optimistic are you about good water management in our valley, in this Nada Valley, in the near future? I'm optimistic because I have to be. Um, a lot of this is funding dependent and resource dependent, so we, we do look to um, the Environment Agency, for example, perhaps the water companies, to invest in measures to improve the, the quality of water and mm. habitat. Um, but they're, but it, all, they've all, they're all skint. In fact, they're, they're all... <laughs> it's a scandal, isn't it? Well, they've got no money. It, it, it takes a long time for un, to unlock particularly water company funding, but they do have business plans and investment plans. Uh, so Wessex Water, for example, want to scale up the introduction of uh, wetlands and reed beds to help clean water uh, as part of the, the sort of water treatment process. And that's a good thing, but it mm. does take time. Mm. Um, partnership projects that we do sometimes have a leading period of years, but you are firmly on our radar because we have something called a catchment partnership, which is a coalition of the willing sitting around a table, looking at the strategic problems, uh, challenges in the catchment and trying to secure resources to, to sort it out. Well, thank goodness um, a body like yours exists. So keep up the good work, I guess. Thank you very much. It's, it's great fun. Uh, it's challenging, but it's easy to be pessimistic, but we are entirely energetic and optimistic. Great. Thank you very much. And finally, here are the Watsons with Lal Pointer. As we embrace the start of October and all it has to offer, I'm delighted to highlight the excellent mix of events on this week. On Wednesday the 4th, there's a Tisbus outing to Clark's Village in Street, offering undoubted retail therapy, or I dare say it, some early Christmas shopping. If you are interested in going, contact Dave Milas to check for availability on the bus by emailing coordinator at tisbus.co.uk. Also on Wednesday, the NADA Centre is hosting two events. Firstly, a road safety session during the morning in the car park. And in the afternoon from 3 till 7, there is a Wiltshire local plan consultation drop-in. This is an opportunity to hear more about and have your say on what has been done to provide land for homes and businesses up to 2038. For more information on either of these activities, contact the NADA Centre. At 6pm at St John's Church, there is a service of healing and wholeness. On Thursday, there is fun, sun and vocal acrobatics to be enjoyed at the New Vic, with the showing of the ROH Laurent Pelli's much lauded production of Don Zietti's Lisa D'Amore. 
It starts at 7.15 with the doors opening from 6.45. Saturday, there is the popular Tisbury Country Market at the Victoria Hall between 10 and 11. Also on Saturday, for those with an interest in architecture and exploring how buildings can inspire creativity, Messams are holding their annual architectural symposium and have lined up a full day of interesting speakers to explore creative spaces for the arts in the community. The day starts at 10am and finishes at 5.30. For more information, do visit the Messams website, www.messamswiltshire.com. Finally, on Sunday, The Mystery of Henry Pick is being shown at the New Vic Magic Lantern Film Club. Victoria Hall doors will be opening at 6.30, with the film starting at 7pm. And Messams is holding a book launch of the new biography of Ian Fleming, The Complete Man, by local author Nicholas Shakespeare. For more information, visit Messams' website. And that's all for this week. Should you have an event coming up that you would like us to mention, please do let us know all about it by sending the details through to Tis Talk. Thank you. That's all from us. We've been Julianne Murphy and Mary Myers. And special thanks to contributors Keelan Pybus and Lal Pointer. <laughs>